the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. does get better. Do you believe that today? I hope so. If you don't, hey, you need to listen right now. If you're driving, hey, keep driving. If you're listening at home, this is when you take your chill and still. What does that mean? Sit down for a minute and just grab your coffee. Take a deep breath is what I tell people. Most of us don't even pay attention to our breathing. Why? Because we're so busy. We're so like in a frantic panic is what I call it. And most times, many of us don't even acknowledge the fact that there's breath available. (laughs) Isn't it funny? I will check our batteries on our phone, but we won't check with the Lord to see, is there breath available? Last time I checked my Bible, there's this really cool verse that says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So I tease my mom, for whom I'm her caregiver, and she's coming into the big eight. Yeah, that means 80 in February this month, right? Okay, so what does that mean for me? More work. Oh, wait, is this that caregiving show? Yes. And like I told someone yesterday, just because I'm my mother's caregiver doesn't mean that you're not a caregiver. Oh, no, no, I'm not a caregiver. Are you sure about that? Uh, Yeah, I don't care for anyone. Are you sure about that? Let's take our time. Think about it. Do you have a puppy? That's caregiving. It is. Yes. Uh, Do you have maybe a spouse? Yes. Marriage. That requires lots of care. Did you not know that 52% of people end up in divorce? Uh, Yeah, apparently marriage requires caregiving. And if you stay married long enough, you'll be doing the kind of caregiving I do. (laughs) So who, who are you? I'm Lorraine. Lorraine Carroll, the world's greatest caregiver. Hey, I can give myself that title if I want. You can't take it away. Even if you try, I'll say, okay, whatever. Take it. It's free. Free to everybody who wants to be what? A volunteer? Well, that's how my story started. Yeah, I got the call. Your mom's ill. It's not looking good. You're going to have to move back home from out of state and take care of your mom. And I don't think anybody planned for it to be for the next 22 years. See, my mom had like one of those projection types of, yeah, well, you know, what happens to people after these kinds of things? They don't usually live long. Most of my family thought that. I didn't, but I didn't realize the people around me were thinking it. And neither did my mom. So I think between the two of us, we didn't think much about it except that she had life. And in that moment, for that day, which has led us 22 years later to this day, we still have a piece of breath. I said a piece of breath. Yeah, like a piece of gum, sure. However you want to imagine it. Breath is something we take for granted. You know you do until you go to the doctor 
And then when they tell you something is wrong with you, like your blood pressure is too high, or they tell you something else like, you know what, um, your cardio, you know, you might want to improve your cardio and make things happen. Uh, meaning do some walking, do some jogging, whatever it takes to lower your blood pressure. See, that's what happened in our case. What does that mean? Well, unfortunately, when you have high blood pressure, you end up having the possibility of having what? A stroke. Ooh. Yeah. Most people don't even know what it is until it happens to them. When it happens to them, then they're like, oh, is that what that is? Brain damage? Permanent brain damage. So whether it's mini, like the little tiny kind is what some people like to classify it as, or if you talk to a medical doctor, they'll tell you brain damage occurs regardless of the category. Mini, M-I-N-I, like as in a little bit, or massive, like my mom. A massive stroke is what she had. And that massive stroke caused my mom to end up being semi-paralyzed. And even now, as she's coming into that big eight, she's not even able to walk anymore. She's non-ambulatory. So what does that mean? A lot of work for me. Over these 22 years, I've watched her progress, and I've watched her kind of go down. Yeah, but it's not just a physical. It's a mental. It's an emotional. But then wait a minute. If she's going down, does she ever get to come back up? That's where I come in. And if you're giving care to anyone, that is the hope that you offer to those that need care. Can you imagine your puppy who cannot talk but can bark. Oh, they like to bark. I call it um, yip because it's not like a full bark. But anyway, you got that puppy. You haven't fed the puppy all day. The only way the puppy can communicate is to give that little bark, and it's really snappy, and you have to figure it out. All of the energy that it takes for you to figure out what the need is of your puppy, that's care. It's care. And then when you get that food, That's the giving (laughs) because you gave the puppy the food. Yes, because you could have not cared. It's called negligence. And then what happens to the puppy? The puppy could ultimately die. Here's the difference with caregivers. We can't control when another person dies. But what we can control is how we treat the person that needs the care. That's where I come in. I chose to be my mother's caregiver. Now, like I tell her, you got it right the first time. You had a great uh, pregnancy. Well, she says it a little differently, actually. It was kind of complicated towards the end, but she made it, and here I am. And I am my mother's caregiver. I thought about Cain and Abel, and, you know, when we read that story in the Bible, we don't really understand how they got to that point. I just, I've read it over and over and over, and I don't understand how did they get to that point? How did it get there where all of a sudden, this is where everybody gets it confused. Did Abel kill Cain or did Cain kill Abel? And then you've got all the theologians and all the Bible scholars giving their commentaries on the motives. And you know who knows the motive? God. And I didn't try to figure all of that out. Because ultimately what happens is someone died, but it was murder. And like I explained to someone else, 
Murder is different than when somebody is killed. And they were like, no, it's not. It's the same. I said, ah, here's the difference. There's an intention for someone to die by killing them. The intention is what makes it murder. I'm not looking to kill my mother off. (laughs) I want her to live, have another breath, have another day of life. And so today, the day that the Lord has made, I'm in it. What about you? If you're breathing, you're still in it. I told a lady at the grocery store last night, you'll be happy when you die. She said, I don't get it. I said, I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's one of those you got to think about it for a while. As she was looking at me perplexed, she missed it. The life that we have, most of us miss it. Most of us miss out on happiness. Why? Because we don't even pay attention to our breath. We don't even pay attention to the breath the Lord has given us. We don't even pay attention to the minute that we're in. We look up and the time has flown by and how did it go? We don't know. All we know is time keeps on slipping. Yeah, I'm going to keep my day job, I know. Singing, yeah, that's fun, but what's the point of that? You cannot buy time. That's my favorite mantra. So why not cherish it and maybe invest in it a little more? So how do you invest in time? Well, first of all, you need to acknowledge the time that you have. Like I told you, the breath is your clock. That's actually your timetable. Did you look at the clock? Did you take a moment? to look at your breathing. Are you breathing? No, do it now. That's right. Don't wait. Can you hear yourself? Take a moment. Breathe. Remember when they used to tell us, take a deep breath when we were little kids? I know they did for me. In my school, we'd come in from recess, and the teacher made us take 10 deep breaths. We didn't get it. But when you come out of that chaos from recess and you're all happy and you're like, wait, wait, what's going on? We have to sit here and be still and learn. Well, that's how life goes every day. We have to sit still, learn. It kind of sounds like another one of those scriptures that the Lord gave and it said, be still. And most of us skip that part. We try to get to know God without being still. Sometimes you just need to be still. And that's why a lot of people have pews in their churches and chairs because they want you to do just like my teacher wanted us to do. Come in, sit down, be still. Listen to the voice of God through the preacher, the teacher, the prophet, the person up before you on behalf of the Lord and take a moment to be still. And maybe in that moment you'll get to know God. A lot of people don't know God. And if you don't, I'm here to help you know him better. How? By caring. That's how you can get to know God. See, it's a a really simple concept. The Bible says in John 13 that Jesus told his people, his people, the disciples, the ones following him, even though he had some haters. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. Judas, he picked him. Yeah, he was a hater, though. We know the story. If you don't, keep reading the Bible. In the meantime, he said, the people out here will know that you're my followers, that you genuinely are about me by the love that you show, simply by the love that you show. I don't have to wear a good little Christian tag. 
I don't have to say, oh, I go to such and such church. I'm a member. I've been there for since the doors open. I was born in the church. You know how we do when we're trying to prove our Christianity to people. We're trying to make them believe that we're believers. Uh, Jesus said, just show some love. That's all you have to do. Show some love. And when you do that, as you show the love, one of the things that you'll do is show people what God looks like. See, the Bible I read says God is a spirit. The Bible I read says that mm, you can't touch him. He's not something tangible, God. And for those of you that need to hear this, this is heavy. Are you ready? This, I'm dropping it. Todd, they're not ready. It's going to be heavy. Ready? Here it comes. God is a she. That's for you to debate. If you want to debate it, let's do it. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can go to the KPRZ website, KPRZ.com, and look me up. This show is called Caring the Burden. Now, I know that kind of sounds tricky. It was meant to be. Because many of us carry burdens that don't belong to us. But for those of us that are caregivers, we care. And in that care, there's oftentimes burdens that come with our care. So now I've got to show love. I've got to care. This is too much. That Christianity stuff, you can keep that. But here's the thing. Take my Christian tag away. Are you still going to care? Are you going to feed the puppy? Do atheists feed their puppies? Hey, I don't know. Do you know some atheists that don't feed their puppies? Let me know. You can get online. Let me know. If you're on the podcast, just go to the website, kprz.com. Look for it, Caring, and that's C-A-R-I-N-G. <laughs> Did you catch that? Caring the burden. People are caregiving every day, but they don't have the title Of caregiver. Neither do they have the title of Christian. Whoa, whoa. But see, I happen to be that person that is a Christian and that is also a declared caregiver. I can actually declare that on taxes. (laughs) Yeah, that's how serious it is. Because one, I can prove it. And two, my receipts can prove it. Oh, yeah. My spending declares that I'm a caregiver. Uh, no offense, but I'm not at the incontinence stage. So when I have, you know, receipts that say certain brands of products that prove incontinence, well, that's called proof, right? That's good enough for the government. I have proof. But what about you when I see you in the grocery store? What about you, my neighbor? Do I wave at you? Do I speak? Or do I look away and look down? Okay, so what? You're not as charismatic as me. All right, don't compare. Look. I always say don't compare care anyway. Don't compare yourself to me just because I'm gregarious, just because I might be smiling, just because I have the audacity to say, hi, (laughs) okay, maybe that's not your personality type. You, Myers and Briggs and all those people, you, you go have a seat and figure it out. But you still can show how much you care, even without a smile, yes. Even without speaking, definitely. And you definitely can show love. Well, how do you do that since you have it all figured out? No, I don't have it all figured out. What I do is attempt to figure it out. One day at a time, the day that I have, the day the Lord has made, and most of all, with every breath I take. Now, yes, I'm an old school The Police fan. Mm-hmm. Sting, we, we just hear his name and we get it. But the band was called The Police, 
right? And I like harmony in music, so I, I had to hear the harmony for me. It was something about that I'll be watching you for some people. That was a little creepy. But for me, as a young person, I took that as God is watching every step I take, every move I make. And that stuck with me from a secular song. Yes. See, I would see the Lord like everywhere because that's just how I do it. What about you? I don't know. I think that the Lord is everywhere if we see him in the light Did you catch that? He told us, I am the light of the world, so you should look for him in the light. You shouldn't look for him in darkness. That's not where he exists. Light always overcomes darkness. So you remember that. As you take your time and live your life taking that breath, you've got a lot of power there because each breath you inhale gives you proof that you're alive. Now, let's talk about the status What status? The kind of life you have. Now, is your life miserable? Is it boring? Is it entertaining? Is it perplexing? Is it complicated? I don't know. But what you need to acknowledge is that you, first of all, have life. The declarations you make about your life, well, those are your truths. Are they absolute? Possibly. Or they can be challenged. How? Decide to care and watch it be challenged. Uh Uh-oh, is that a dare? Yes, dare to care. That's right. Lorraine said it. She told me dare to care. That's right. I said it. I dare you. Care. Act like you care. Show someone you care. Um, Some of us are just rude, naturally, because we don't have anyone to challenge our rudeness. So rudeness becomes who we are. That's our way of life. Some people are grumpy because they don't have anyone to challenge it. And so that's their normal. It becomes their normal way of life. They look at life through the eyes of grumpy. Grumpiness prevails. And then some people are just kind. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds so much nicer. It is. Kind has a lot of sisters. I call it in brothers. Kind has a whole family. See, kind derives from love. So when you're kind, it's closer to love than grumpy, which is probably closer to the opposite of love. If we did the the Bible math, I think love equals a lot of things like kindness, patience. Hey, we've got this laundry list. You can find it for yourself. Check it out. 1 Corinthians 13, and it'll tell you verses 4 through 8. Just focus on those Love is kind, it's patient, it's not easily provoked. So if you get disturbed while you're driving in that traffic and you're honking your horn because somebody almost cuts you off in the lane, uh, that's not very kind. I don't care, they almost hit my car. Well, you don't have to have a car and you could lose the breath that you're using to occupy and operate the car. Oh, wait, is it worth it in that moment to lose your breath, lose your life? Well, they almost hit me. I could have died, but you didn't. So how about step back, take that deep breath, and say, Lord, you know I'm not good with these horrible drivers. Be honest. That's okay. See, the Lord doesn't judge. He doesn't judge you the way others judge you. Now, what he did tell you to do is to not judge others. So wait a minute. So I thought God was this judge. He is, but not like the bad way. He's the good judge, the righteous judge. He's the one that helps you figure it out, right from wrong. So when you feel that conviction, yeah, I was wrong for that. That's usually not the devil. <laughs> I promise you that. That's usually God doing some 
work because at some point you talked to him possibly and said, hey, I'm trying to do better. He said, okay. So then he gives you opportunities like bad traffic, people cutting you off to do better. And what about at home? When the people at home don't do right by you, when they don't, you know, treat you right, when they overlook you, when they're mean to you. Yeah, those people. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, the first thing you do is say, help. Help? Yeah, it's real simple. It works for me. Help, as long as you're calling out to God in your heart, you know where your mind is. You know where your heart is. Call out to the Lord. The Bible says, cry out to the Lord. I promise you, even if you're not a believer, a lot of people did that. They cried out to Jesus when he walked the earth. They didn't necessarily believe that he was the Messiah, but they saw what he was doing and they wanted that. They wanted the miracles. Hey, I want my mom to get healed. Hey, hey, uh, rabbi, uh, uh, Lord, hey, teacher, hey. They were yelling out. Sometimes you need to take that breath and yell out to the Lord. I need some help around here. I did that for a long time, and it took a long time to get some help. But what I did was never, never did I stop yelling out to the Lord. Yes, you get to yell. Crying, you get to cry to the Lord. Yes, you get to shout. I told you, shout to the Lord. All of you people that sing that song, it sounds so nice. But you know you make me want to shout. Yeah, wait a minute. That's a different kind of shouting. No, it's all the same. Shouting, yelling, do whatever you need to do. Take that breath, use that diaphragm, and let the Lord know how you feel. I feel overwhelmed. I feel burdened down. I feel like nobody cares. I feel like nobody cares. So at the end of the day, what happens? You have to be responsible for taking that breath, the breath that I told you about. Let everything that has breath, everything that has the opportunity to breathe. So the dogs are supposed to praise the Lord. Well, it says let everything that has breath. Hey, I've seen dogs jump around, you know, at church events. Yeah, they've barked. Hey, I don't know. That's between them and the Lord. I'm not here to judge the dogs. (laughs) But I can tell you this. I recognize as a caregiver that the breath that I have, it's so imperative that I give the Lord some type of acknowledgement, of gratitude. Most of us don't thank the Lord for another chance to live. We just get up, go straight to the coffee maker, jump in the shower. Some of us, we just go splash water on our face. Some people just go into their habit, jump up, make the bed. You know, they're they're halfway awake and yet have given the moment to the Lord to say, hallelujah. Yeah, that means praise the Lord, praise God. Right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And inhale and exhale and say, oh, I'm alive. Thank you, Lord. With some gratefulness and even compassion. Yeah, compassion for the fact that you had a new chance at mercy. It is because of the Lord's mercies. The Bible says that we're not consumed. I love that passage because that came from a guy who was really full of crying out, complaints. He was bitter, but he also knew who the Lord was. So this guy, Jeremiah, yeah, he was always, they call him the Lamentations guy. You heard that in the Bible? If not, you can look it up, the book of Lamentations. Nothing but complaints. But he got to the third chapter and he realized, he said, this I recall to my mind. You know what? I'm sitting here complaining. And he said, all of a sudden now I have some hope. It is because of the Lord's mercies. 
that I'm not consumed. You're not consumed. I'm not consumed either. The cares of this world, I should be consumed. The caregiving I provide for my mother, I should have been dead by now. I should be so consumed and overwhelmed that I'm always rude to you, mean to you. If I've been that way, will you forgive me right now? Okay, so look, have a moment with the Lord today and take your breath and say, wow, I'm in another day. I'm, I, I survived yesterday and I'm here today. Take a moment, have that breath. Take a deep one if you need to and acknowledge that it's because of the Lord's mercies that you're able to even care. So for a long time, I tried to help people understand that you can't give care if you don't acknowledge that you need care. You've got to acknowledge, I need some help. Because if you're walking around thinking you have it all figured out and you don't consult with anyone, do you have a bestie? No, I don't have any friends. Okay, don't be so bitter. Ask the Lord. Lord, can you send me some friends, some good people? that understand me, that can talk to me. And maybe that's how you'll get the proof that the hope that you have that he'll do it is real. Keep that faith because remember, the faith is the substance, the very bottom. It's like the foundation of what you hope for. Hope for friends, ask the Lord, keep the faith. Real simple equation, watch it happen. It might not be in your timing, but if you keep the faith, you'll watch it and you'll look around and be like, where did all these friends come from? You have to care. I dare you today, start it, care today, because the burdens are going to be there. So instead of worrying, instead of being frustrated and annoyed and disturbed and bothered and irritated and all those things that you do around other people, exchange some of that for some care. Some people demonstrate care through the things they do. Some people demonstrate care through the things they say. Some people actually demonstrate care by the Well, they think about it. Yeah, they think about it by the care that they dare to share. Try it today. Care. So instead of carrying like a load, that burden, that caregiving, just care. That's all. Start today. Take that deep breath. Here we go. One, two, three. (sighs) Just care today. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here, KPRZ, and your podcast. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.